0: Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, And for those of you who are brand new to the show, welcome. What a great topic you chose to listen to on your very first day of the Pleasure Zone. The title is, Are You a Mother? Eek. That's right, I'm doing my own censoring on the show tonight because it's fun. So if you notice the title, there's an F in it, it ends in E-R, and there's a bunch of, you know, hashtag, at signs and stuff in the middle cause, because I can do that. So what a title. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Milica Yellenha. I work with bodies, I do crazy things with energy, I do things, I am things, and one of the things I am is a mom. And so of all the things I thought about talking about, what a turn-on! I thought about talking about sex after becoming a mama. Uh, I was kind of inspired by a few people in my life. My uh, cousin, who just had a baby a couple of weeks ago, so, uh actually she had a baby on Christmas Eve and I had created this title a few days later and or the title came to me then. And uh, another friend of mine, uh Jonathan, whose uh baby mama had another baby recently a couple months ago and we'd been talking about um what goes on for men too after after the baby's born, what they what kind of what they're going through, you know? So you know, there's all, I already heard all the moaning and all the women's heads out there going, uh, yeah, whatever the man, bleh. I get that. And if you'd actually like him to contribute to you later on in your future, maybe don't blah him out of your world or her, whoever is playing the role of Papa. So, yeah, there's the idea. <laughs> so what on earth are we going to talk about tonight? We're going to talk about pleasure. Why? Because this is the pleasure zone, my friends, for those of you who don't know. This is where we talk about bodies, copulation, sex, all things pleasure related to your body. And you know, the fun thing is, is when your body's having fun, having pleasure, it pours out like Niagara Falls and it just floods around the rest of your life. That is the beauty of when you be and exude a certain... Any kind of energy. So if you be in exude uh anger, guess what? It's going to flood all over the rest of your life. Cool. It's just a choice. Whatever is working for you, choose it. So if you choose to have a little more pleasure, a little more fun, a little more your body's feeling ramped up, sexied up, awesome. And you know what? What I'm aware of is that a lot of times after you have a baby, that that whole energy of feeling sexied up, is just not there. So, I was actually watching a show last night. Uh, my mom gets this series of movies every month from something called the Spiritual Cinema Circle. Uh Guy M. TV puts them out. Guy M., uh, who is also Guy M. TV, puts out this um, movie uh, club every month. And one of the the things in this month's club was a little interview with a man uh, his name is Arjun, and he's actually a friend of, and he was co-author of a book called Conscious Men, um, that was also written by, co-authored by the man who wrote Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, uh, for whose name I can't remember right now. And, um, he was talking about hormones, uh, the hormones that men have, uh, and the hormones that women have. And how that very much creates polarization in who we be as people, Um, which is interesting because so much of my work in the last few years has been so, um, in a way, dedicated to eliminating polarization. Um, Though I could really value what he's saying, and it was that he was talking about how, um, you know, basically our, our biological makeup does include hormones, and those hormones. Uh, will be different in men and in women. And for men, you know, a great, uh, boost in testosterone can lead to, um, a great aftermath of dopamine and they kind of pass out. And for women, when there's a great kind of, for us, when the estrogen kicks in, it's like woohoo! And, you know, all the hormones for birthing kick in, um, you know, there, there are other things like, oxytocin that kicks in. There's a whole bunch of hormones that kind of jump in, kick in, and and, uh, affect our bodies. So some people's bodies are not producing them at the same rates as others, and that's actually going to create a lot of difference uh, for you as a person, for your body, and how it reacts to other bodies. So yeah, we have energy. We also have biology. So tonight we're going to have a little biology, a little energy, a little tips and tools on what we can do to have more ease in our sex lives after having babies. Um, There are 7.9 billion people on the planet, so there's been a lot of people having sex uh, after babies, and there's been a lot of people having sex to get those babies. So I wonder, you know, it's not like everybody had sex once when, oh, this really, uh, yeah, I can't handle that. So um, I'm just not going to have sex anymore. And, and then the entire planet went and kaput. Um, no, the planet didn't die. So something kicks in to have us actually start choosing to copulate again with with the same, you know, baby parent or not. But somewhere along the way, lots of people have siblings. So somebody's had sex more than once. And so... How does that come back? How does that whole feeling come back for women, for men? Um, You know, for men who feel rejected during the whole uh, birthing and then the whole, you know, period, postpartum period, um, for women, they have a different experience than men do, but there's definitely like a a postpartum for men as well. Um, I didn't actually find research on that. I'm just aware of it, that men go through a thing where they feel more like they are sort of excluded from a lot of life and a lot of stuff. Uh, I kind of actually got that from this crazy show I'm watching on Netflix, where I was watching the characters and I realized, oh, those characters feel really left out. They really portrayed that well. So, thank you, Netflix, for Jane the Virgin, whose show is just insane. Uh, shout out to Jane the Virgin, who's got like 58 crazy episodes on Netflix. So, one of the, the things that I'm aware of with, with men for, for, well, for example, is, um, when I was talking to my friend who had had this, you know, just recently had this baby in his life, uh, the baby mama was really clearly saying that, uh, she is not interested in having sex with him anymore, uh, does not desire ever having more children. Like would probably tie up her vagina if she could, so that she never has to have sex again now, she was having you know ten eleven pound babies that may be part of it um it might not be it just might be what's going on for her uh you know hormonally biologically, emotionally, energetically, so many different things so it's um. Yes, thank you for that. John Gray was the author of uh, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and I uh, his partner in the Conscious Men book is called Arjun Argach or something. Ar-ra-ha. It's something that seems a little Irish, Gaelic, possibly Welsh, not sure. It's one of those five letters, string them together, and they say, blah, that's what it's like. So... um I did do some research, but it was mostly it mostly relates to women, you know, so um guess what there is sex after uh, birth for men too, so it affects them i think russell peters uh who's a comedian, said it so well in one of his comedy shows. he said watching his wife give birth, and then he got ended up getting divorced, I think just uh after that just shortly after his child was born, but he said watching his wife give birth was kind of akin to watching his favorite buffet go on fire so for him it was like please men don't go in and watch your wife give birth because you'll feel like everything you ever loved and everything you desired to you know scrumptiously eat upon is now ripped to shreds so you know guys have different points of view of that some men really want to be there Um, be aware of you because you know a lot of sex after birth does have to do with the impact of actually watching the birth, the whole birth experience. If there was trauma for the mom, you know, trauma as in if your body got ripped apart. I know I'm getting graphic, but if your body got ripped apart during birth, it's going to take a little longer to heal, right? So, for example, when I gave birth to my daughter, um it was it was a really quick Um, You know, like active labor. So there's different stages of labor and the active labor where you're, you know, the contractions are really present, really hard, really fast. And they're uh, coming, they're coming really quick, but also it's like, you know, that this is when you're starting to push. There's all that other stuff that comes before, and you're just like, whoa. And this is, you know, when you start possibly screaming things like, I fucking hate you. And, you know, you start screaming in the hospital. Everybody wakes up. Um, that is, you know, that active labor for me was really fast and lasted about 15 minutes. So um, within within less than an hour, my body went from, and this won't mean anything to you unless you're a mama or a nurse or a whatever, um Or maybe it will. I don't know. Maybe you've had babies in another lifetime. But my body went from three centimeters dilated to 10 centimeters dilated in less than an hour. So they usually say that a body will dilate one centimeter per hour. So my midwives were kind of astonished. Um, And I was like, no, I'm giving birth. They're like, no, we just checked you. It was three centimeters. And I was like, no, I'm having a baby now. And they're like, holy God. So it was really intense and really fast. And my daughter, literally, it was like shot out like a cannonball. Yay to Kegel exercises. And who knew that they could shoot a baby out like a cannonball. So, you know, those couple pushes later, but that that's fast, right? So that kind of fast action can create a lot of ripping, which it did. So funny and fun times, it... Um, you know, lots of ripping equals lots of stitching equals a longer healing period. So, you know, for me, um, you know, having stitches on my crotch, not only did I have them on the perineum, but I actually had them like my vaginal wall ripped. Yeah. I'm getting graphic guys. Cause you know, for women listening out there, for men listening out there, if you, if you think, oh yeah, it's just a perineum that rips, not always. I think actually my labia even ripped because I have a scar on it. So, yay! Um, it can be fast and furious. And things can, you know, be a little aggressive and things, you know, skin can rip. So, if you if you know you're feeling kind of like um, Frankenstein's monster in your crotch... You may not feel like showing it to the world. You may not feel like showing it to your partner who you know, got that baby there in the first place. You just may want to avoid that penis at all costs so that you never have to have Frankenstein's monster on your crotch anymore. So, you know, if you are in that place of judgment of your crotch and you're like, oh, but I had a baby and now... I've got this bulky vagina and my uterus is flapping out and I got all these stitches and oh my God, I don't think I want a penis in there ever again. If, you, if you'd if you like to change that, let's. And if you like, you know, refusing sex, that's cool too. You know what? There's no, there's absolutely no wrongness in you, you know, saying I'm cho- not choosing to have sex. This doesn't work for me. Like, that's cool. Your pleasure could be in refusing sex. That's the kind of the beauty of it is your pleasure comes from whatever you're choosing that makes you happy. So uh, your pleasure zone could be total refusal. And for me, for about four years after my daughter was born, it was total refusal made me actually more happy than uh, considering copulating with my daughter's dad ever again so wasn't that a pleasant note i'm so glad i'm cheering you guys up today ripped up vaginas frankenstein crotches and all these other great things and refusal of sex so many exciting things here on the pleasure zone when we come back from break we're gonna actually talk about maybe bringing the joy the sex and the copulation back to your bedroom after having babies when we come back
0: to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
2: What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more hi my name is dane here 13 years ago i started to truly ask questions actually i started to be the question and everything changed for me asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities and it's not about finding the answer it's about being the question always what i'm inviting you to step into is something that einstein marie curie
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelinich, And tonight the topic is Are you a mother? Beep. That's right. I again, I did it again. Uh, I, yeah, I beat myself because I can. I, I was actually debating getting like a little horn, so I just go Meh, in the background for fun, like they used to do on TV shows. Um, yeah, that's good stuff. I, I'd actually like it more like, um, uh, what was his name? There was this like crazy Kim- Craig Ferguson used to have uh, a late night show. I don't know if he still does, but and he he instead of having like a honk sound, I think he would have like a like a crazy Mexican go ole or something. It was great. And maybe I could have like a German go say something like funny or I don't know, like some other language would be great. So. Yeah, beeping yourself on live air is real fun. And it's so cool because, you know, it's more cool than swearing. That's what I'm saying. So um, one of the really practical questions is when is it actually safe to start having sex again? Um, You know, because our bodies do have, you know, repair time. Repair time, I don't know that my grandmother was ever aware of repair time. Ten babies in 12 years. I don't think that woman had repair time. I think the baby literally would come out, the placenta would come out, and my grandfather would put it back in there because that's the kind of guy he was. Make those babies as fast as you can. It was wartime. Those babies are going to die. you got to reproduce more. Make more babies. Make more babies. So my grandma did. She made a lot of babies. Lots of her babies died, but she just kept making them, the baby machine that she was. Ah, sweet grandma. I'm her namesake, by the way, and it explains a lot, doesn't it? So, when is it safe to start having sex again? Well, if you're not my grandmother, and you're living in this day and age, and you're aware, you can actually wait. You know, my, and thank Jeebus for my midwives. My midwives told me it was three months and I loved them for it. They could have told me it was three years or four years and 16 days. I would have been thrilled. The longer they told me to wait, the happier I would have been about that because I was so not interested in having sex with my ex that it was like, yeah, sure, four years, I'll wait four years to have sex again with him. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Whatever you say, midwives, He should stick something on his penis like a chastity belt? Absolutely, midwives. Let's do it. So I love my midwives. Shout out to the Kawartha midwives. And, you know, it was uh, now now what they're saying. And, you know, I'm glad that I didn't read this then or he didn't read this then because he wasn't that interested in finding out information about the baby and stuff. So... Blessings for that. Um They actually say it really only needs to be about four weeks after you give birth. Um, not safe to have intercourse involving penetration until at least two weeks after delivery. And, and you know, really trust your body on that. Um, they say to wait until the bleeding stops. Um, my body bled for three months. So there you go. Most people do it for about three or four weeks. I did it for about three months. So, um, yes, for my midwives to actually say three months worked well, really well for me. And I just kept on going with it. Um, You know, there was other stuff going on for me um, after the baby. So there's a lot of factors that can kick in for you to desire having sex or not having sex. And, you no, know, a loving, supportive uh, caregiver who's present um can certainly contribute to you feeling more loved. It'll kick in those relaxed endorphins to have you feel more at ease and and women actually require that, you know. Um after listening to to uh, this guy Arjun talking yesterday Um, and I'm going to get this book, Conscious Men, so you guys are going to hear about it soon enough. Um, But he did talk about how women actually require that relaxing to allow their bodies to open up to receive um, in sex. And um, men don't. It'll actually make them flaccid. So for women who are like out there thinking, I need to have a conversation with him before you have sex. As long as he can... If he's a conscious man and he's aware that this is going to actually make him flaccid and that he's going to require doing a whole lot more fun stuff um, to your body too for you to have an orgasm for him to easily penetrate you, then we're good to go. So, you know, you you may find that after giving birth, you just feel like talking about it or talking about nothing uh, or being touched anywhere but your crotch, you know. This might be the time to discover that in between your baby toe and the toe beside it is like your second most erogenous zone next to your clitoris. You might just discover that you have tiny little clitorises all over your body that you weren't aware of. So your body will have different sensations after giving birth as well. Um, I was describing to my uh, current husband, lover, who wasn't in my life at the time of my daughter's birth, I was... He was like watching this with me too. And he's like, really that happens to him? And I said, yeah, you f- kind of feel like you have a, a, like a football just kind of hanging off your labia for a while. Cause there's this like, I don't know. I felt like I had this giant weight in my crotch. So I walked around as it was like healing. It wasn't really like my favorite time to think about, you know, being stroked up or something. Literally, I think I didn't masturbate for probably two years. Um, between exhaustion, uh, nursing, everything else that was going on uh, emotionally for me, my sex drive was like virtually non-existent. So at that point, I had I had literally uh, surrendered to the thought that if I never have sex again, that's fine. I, I have a baby. Um, what do I require sex for? That's where my thinking was going. And now I have the Pleasure Zone radio show. Go figure. What else is possible, right? So it's a kind of a thing that, you know, if you're willing to explore it, if you're willing to kind of get out of your own stuff, if you're willing to get some tools under your belt to get that maybe you're picking up on, oh, all the other thoughts, feelings, and emotions of every woman on the planet that's just given birth. Uh, you might find out that maybe you don't hate your partner as much as you think you do, maybe, um, or maybe you're really aware, more aware of who they are now than you were before. You know, so don't knock what you're, what's coming up for you, but please explore it and ask questions around it. Don't just assume. Stay away from me. Just be like, okay, so who does that actually belong to? Body? Would you desire being touched? Maybe your body would desire being touched. Maybe just not on the crotch. Maybe not on the breast, especially if you're nursing, you know, when you get that that swollen boob, sore nipple thing going on. I never had the cracked sore nipples. I just had the, like, overused from nursing every hour and a half uh, nipples that were like, ah, Um, yeah, that. So it was, like, really something – really, for you personally, just consider – is it the person you're with? Is it your body? What is actually going on? Start asking some questions. Get very inquisitive about this. Um, a lot of times your inquiry will get your body um, curious, more interested, stimulated. And you might find that, that through your exploration of asking, like asking your body if it would actually like to be touched, you might find that... Um, yeah, like something like a massage. Thank you, Keisha, in the chat room. Something like that will actually be more fun for your body than, um, you know, copulation. So there are, and the thing is, too, for some women who haven't maybe done Kegel exercises beforehand or whatever, um, maybe their body is still having the um, accidental peeing phase. Um, again, I, I never had that, but I do know a lot of women have that, you know, sit down and you pee yourself or you pee yourself a little like I never. I think I have Kegel muscles that, I mean, I shot my daughter out like a cannon, so pretty strong. Um, I haven't done lift weights with them yet, but one day I may lift some weights and see what I can hold in that vagina. Um, there there are ways to like build the walls up again um, between... Using like a jade egg, or using different, um, there are different things you can use that are systems to get your uh, your vaginal walls um, back up and strengthen. You know, between Benoit balls, and then there are other exercise um, things for the vagina that you can use to get it back uh, back in shape. Get that vagina back in shape. Um, so whatever works for you, and again. My amazing midwives uh, were so sweet about it. Um, they they also said, you know, like after having stitching, um, they were very concerned about my um, scar tissue. Um, and I had specifically chosen fabulously beautiful, what I thought I was choosing, fabulously beautiful lesbian um, midwives, I think. They, My mom told me later I was wrong. Um, but I was going with, they were fabulous, beautiful lesbian midwives who would care about the look and the feel of a woman's crotch. So they would look after my crotch. This was specifically why I chose them. Um, however, apparently they weren't, but they did care about my crotch, which was nice. And um, they were forever offering to give me the massage to get rid of the um, scar tissue. At the time, though, I had i was so like uh, messed up in the head about my uh, everything that had gone on in my uh, relationship with um my daughter's dad leaving us when she was 6 weeks old like on a drunken binge like there was a lot going on so the last thing i was really giving a crap about was my scar tissue. I again surrendered to the idea that I would probably never have sex again, so scar tissue wasn't an issue. Um, you know, Frankenstein crotch was like, oh well, I'll have a Frankenstein crotch. So <laughs> but I don't have a Frankenstein crotch anymore, in case you guys are like, wow, that must be horrifying. I, I don't have that actually. Um, I think it's stellar now, you know, maybe photograph it, send it out, uh, make it more of like a poster. Um, you guys might enjoy it. Something you can buy maybe in the back end of Inspire Choices Network. I'm not sure. I'll have to pass that by uh, the CEO and, and the producers to see if they'll let me sell my crotch pictures online. We'll see. We'll see. I doubt it, but we'll see. So there is, um, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do to ease Back into the relationship with touch, and you know, kind hugs and asking, "Would you like a hug?" would be, um, you know, really sweet. And you know, sometimes people assume if you're tired, you want a hug. You know, always ask. Um, I'm getting word from the CEO and um, producers that no, I won't be able to actually post my crotch pictures on Inspired Choices Network. So, well. We've already got word, so I'm just letting you guys in that that won't be happening. So, oh well. Uh, maybe next time uh, we'll find a- another way uh, to, you know, ramp up uh, ratings, get more interest. Uh, I think it's just, you know, I'm really looking at the future of Inspire Choices Network. So, <laughs> what else is possible? You know, whatever will add to the business, right? Whatever will add. Gotta ask. Always gotta ask. So, I, you know, what can we do? What can we do to get that sex life back and going? Um, You know, looking at your body, because your body generally has low libido in the weeks or even months after having a baby. And, you know, what are you going to do to get that libido back? You also might have less natural lubrication, so you might need to increase lubrication. Um, you know, for some women they end up getting fairly dry when they're breastfeeding. And I nursed my daughter till she was four. Um and I don't I don't can't actually say that I noticed if I was dry or not, because again, like for the first two years I probably didn't even masturbate. I was like so not even interested in anything. Um and so, you know, just adjusting, allowing yourself the time to adjust, uh, your body could be going through a bit of a postpartum Uh, whatever. It could be like a postpartum depression, as some people say. Um, Again, maybe not. Uh, What if that too is something that is not even a consideration in other parts of the world? Women in other parts of the world don't even have postpartum depression. It's mostly a Western first world problem. So what else is possible? Uh, We are actually going to head a I think yeah I'm out of uh I'm into break time so we're going to head to break and when we come back a little few more tips and tools on how to get back in the sack and have more fun after having a baby
0: to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
3: What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? The worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life?
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melissa Yelinich, and tonight's topic is, are you a mother? Beep. You might be, if you're lucky. I was telling my lover husband the title of the show tonight, and I said, hey, the title is, are you a mother? And he's like, hey, I am. I don't know why people get offended by that. He's like, they should consider themselves lucky if they are. I said, I agree with you, man. Because you know what? Some people take offense to that, and they should just be like, damn, I'm getting some. He's like, yeah, it's not like you get all insulted when somebody's like, oh, yeah, I'm getting some. But when you call them a mother, beep, all of a sudden it's an insult. Oh, the world is so backwards and strange. So... You know, how do you get your libido back and rock and how do you do it? Because you just might feel like it's gone, you know, just totally shot down the toilet, you know, with all the other stuff that shot down the toilet. But, you know, you can probably get it back on track. Chances are pretty good. So most, for one, you know, if you feel like your vagina's just like gone, really like stretched out, you can't feel anything, you've lost sensation, um... You know, you can actually. Some people do lose sensation, uh, like and create like a numbness in their vagina. Some people have excruciating pain, like vulvodynia. So, if you have stuff like that, you know, go to a doctor, check that out. Um, You know, if if your body would like to go to a doctor, and if you know, if you're aware that there's sort of more of an emotional component. um, That's definitely something that can be changed. So starting to look at like what is it, you know, yes, like even the muscles in your crotch and the pain or the size of it can be changed if you're going to come from an emotional, uh, if it's emotional and you'd like to heal it emotionally, um, especially if it's not your emotions and you're picking up on other stuff and you might have some points of view in there because what a great place to hide points of view, right near vagina. We do that. We're adorable. So if you have the point of view, oh, yeah, after having a baby and having that 10-centimeter head go through my vagina, uh, you know, the vaginal canal, it's going to be gigantic. Uh you know, or not. So, you know, if you've had the point of view that it's not going to restore itself chances are you're going to create that in your body if you have been told by you know parents over and over and over again family members or you know shoving it down your head and your throat and trying to explain to you how what happened to them and what happens for generations and blah 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 it's not always true the generational stuff not always true I'd say 99% of the time it's not true until we buy it as true. So there you go. So what if your vagina can return back to normal with total ease? What can you do for that? There's lots of things. You know, between massaging it, doing, you know, different exercises, like I was saying, putting your vagina back on track so that it actually, you know, could have fun with sex could be great. Um, Some of the other things that can affect your libido that you might consider, um, you know, like I was saying, I nursed for four years and I also had no sex drive for four years. Those can go uh, in tandem with each other. What ends up happening is when um, there's a hormone prolactin, which is boosted by nursing um, even though it stimulates milk production, it also can dampen your libido. So if you are nursing a long-term nurse, or you might find that you're also long-term not interested in sex. Um, so, yeah, for me, some of the factor was that when I was pregnant, I was really horny. And the father uh, you know, of the baby, the sperm donor father, had really no... had, like, no idea whatsoever um, of, like, how necessary it was for my body to receive sex and refused it. I think I had sex, like, once in the whole time I was pregnant. Once? Yeah, I think it was once in the whole time I was pregnant, even though um, I'd probably never been hornier in my entire life. So it's, um, you know, that amount of rejection for a prolonged period of time that, you know, all of a sudden when they're ready, uh, there can be this like, F you, I'm not interested, you hurt me, you know, then there can be all this unresolved stuff going on. There can be a lot of emotional baggage. Emotional baggage can be one of the biggest turnoffs going. Um, And then, you know, so women who have a lot of emotional baggage, a lot of guys don't want to hear about it because it's going to dampen their sex drive. They don't know what to do about it. they don't know how to change it they you know if you want to talk to them about it, you can just don't expect that it's gonna always make your relationship better. so sometimes talking about it energetically to them can actually create a greater impact than if you think you actually have to verbalize it um so some things to consider um, you know if if you're lucky, you might find that you. And consider yourself lucky. So go find yourself like a crew of women that you can talk to. Um, If you don't know any and you're like, oh my God, I just need somebody to talk to, guess what? I'm always around. You can always call in on the show. You can find me on Facebook. Because having um, women that you can actually go to can be one of your greatest lifesavers, even to get yourself back on track with sex. It can be one of your greatest contributing factors to get your body to feel more at ease. When you get all your stuff out of your system with with your girls, you know, then it's a lot easier to go into a relationship. Even if you're in a relationship with another woman, that woman doesn't necessarily want to hear all your shit. So you might want to take that stuff to other friends. You might want to take it, unless she's like deeply wants to hear all your stuff, it doesn't mean it's going to get the libido going, but you know, it's uh, it's something to know that your partner, your sex partner, doesn't have to be the resource of everything. So he also doesn't have to be the resource of getting your libido back on track. So, you know, if some of your libido stuff has to do with anger, you might want to talk to somebody about it. Um, you know, counselors, therapists, uh, intuitives, me anybody else, coaches, you know, lots of people out there available. You might find a group, mama group, baby group, that you can talk to other people and get the stuff out of your system so that your body can have more ease. You can, you know, figure out some ideas, maybe if you're like at a loss for ideas of what you can do to assist yourself and your body. Um, Getting it out of your system can really help for you to get that libido back on track so that what you're bringing to your relationship is your sexy self, not all the baggage. So when you're bringing your sexy self and your partner's bringing their sexy self, chances are that libido is going to get kicked right back up. Um, Because especially what what men really want to feel most of the time is like they've done a really good job. So they want to know they're turning you on. And if you are completely turned off because you've got emotional baggage going on, you've got a whole bunch of stuff going on in your life that's not jiving for you. You're tired and you know you're angry at them. Uh when when you clear that stuff out of your system, you look at it, you clear it, you change it, you choose something different and then you are choosing your relationship, what you bring to him is this sense for him that he feels very confident, like, oh yeah, like his manhood's back on, you know, instead of, um, and your body's ready, your body's ready to be turned on. He's all excited because he knows that he's like, he's doing the job he's always wanted to do. He's getting in there and he's like feeling fantastic about himself because your body's turned on. It's not rejecting him. It's not pushing him away. It's not like, get away from me, you're freaking grossing me out, you're pissing me off. Um, so, yeah, if you're giving that energy, of you're grossing me out, you're pissing me off, It's definitely not a turn on for men or women, whoever your partner is. Um, it's not going to turn them on. But what will turn another body on is um, when you're willing to receive them. So whatever is required for you to receive your partner, whether that's talking your stuff out changing something, choosing something different, whether it's movement, exercise, stretching, baths, what is it for you that will get your body to have more of a sense of ease and relaxation so that you can receive your partner um, so that they can like feel confident about being your lover again, um, which can tumbleweed into this beautiful, expansive energy where you're both like horny for each other rather than going tumbleweeding in the other direction of, um, you know, squashing the energy, contracting the energy, and turning into a a fight or whatever. So lots of ways that you can actually shift that, Um, just choice, right? What what would you choose? So if you're also concerned about getting back in the sack because you're like, oh God, no, I don't ever want to have a baby again, Um, guess what? There's like a million types of Birth control out there. Yes, abstinence is probably the easiest birth control. Um, you know, between abstinence, you got birth control pills, condoms, uh, awareness. I'd say that abstinence and awareness are probably the top forms of birth control that are totally free. All other ones you can pay for and are only ninety to ninety-eight percent effective. Um, if your awareness is something that you trust then your awareness is one hundred percent effective. And it's free. How does it get any better than that? So, you know, if that's the concern, if having babies is a concern, then just know you know, you can use these things after uh you've had um after you've had a baby, you know, whether you're going to you know, try and get on um, the pill or something. You know, there's a lot of different things to to look at. Um, talk to your doctor about um, before you get those prescriptions because some of them will change your hormones again too. Maybe you'll feel depressed. Maybe you won't feel quite on the ball. So get all that checked out to see what will work for you. So you know, having a lack of sleep, babies can really contribute to that. And for me, one of my sexiest things, and Mike always laughs because Mike, the lover husband, he's like, if you're ever grumpy, I know that it's either food, sleep or sex you require. And if I've given you sex and you're hungry, then I know you're just tired. If I just let you sleep, everything's all good. He's like, you're just so easy. I'm like, Yeah, isn't everybody that easy? Apparently not, but I, I am. The truth is, if I'm fed and I've got, you know, lots of good sleep and I have sex, I think I'm more of a man, to be quite honest. Um, then I'm quite, quite satisfied and happy. So, I think I have one more break. Sorry about that. I kind of ran over there. Um, we will, we can head to break. And when we come back, um, we'll finish up this conversation on, Are you a mother beep And see if we can get guys back on track, back in the sack, having more fun with their lovers or other lovers if their lovers aren't choosing them. How much more fun can we have with that when we come back? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić, and tonight the topic is, Are You a Mother? Beep! Because, you know, if you're lucky, you are. Um, That means you're getting some action after your partner's had a baby. So, how lucky are you? Uh, For those of you out there who are not getting any action after having um, had children into your life, um, you know, just start to look at a few things. You know, for the men out there who are truly desiring... Uh, to copulate with their wives, uh, you know, fornicate and like pros, you might consider um, either, you know, if you really aren't interested in letting your wife talk to you about what's going on with her, uh, you might want to ease a conversation in by going, Have you seen your girls lately? Like if you hang out with your girlfriends, you know, I can look after the babe. You go out, hang out with your girlfriends, because I guarantee you that girl's going to talk whatever she needs out of her system. Uh, Even if she's talking about you, um, you know, if you just take care of that baby for a night by herself, let her go talk her crap out, you might find that she comes back um, a little different. And whether that's, you know, wanting you, desiring you or whatever, um, it will likely change something and sometimes change whatever that looks like is better than stagnation so if you're willing to do that you might find that it is a great contribution let her talk it out and then um, come back and see what's possible also the gentleness and asking questions asking her questions about whether her body would like to be touched can really be helpful you know and if she says no to not take it personally, this is a great time to learn to receive no's because there will be lots of times where you might try and go for a crotch grab and she'll be like, no, guess what? It's sore, or swollen, or it's like, ah, not there. Like all she can think about is last time you touched your crotch, you ended up with a baby. Um, that wasn't that easy, maybe. Maybe it was a little painful. So you know, there there can be a few factors where you might feel rejected, but if you're willing to receive some no's, um, first ask questions of her instead of assuming. Um, and then ask those questions and the willingness to receive no can create way more ease for you guys out there. Uh, guys who are not the ones uh having the babies, whether it's the the you know, the wives of the women or the husbands of the women having the babies, whatever role you're in so you know ask ask them ask them to ask their bodies hey would your body like to be touched you know Um, great questions to ask and for the women out there if you really have lost that libido and you're wondering where are you ever going to get it back um, start with a little self exploration around what is this is it even yours The funny thing about libido is, yes, we have biology involved, and yes, we have energetics involved. So, um, is it biology? Is it genetic? Is it energetic? What's going on, and what energy can you choose to be that could actually change it? Because, you know, sometimes if it is even biological, you are a potent mofo. Um, That's what this show is about, being a potent mofo. And mofo, I can say. So um, being that, you know, you can actually change a lot um, in your body so that your biological systems that, you know, maybe your hormones are out of whack, you, you actually can change a lot of that if you choose to. Like I said before, if that's something that you actually are enjoying refusing sex, then thoroughly enjoy it. Um, Don't make yourself a victim of it. Just be like, yeah, I'm not choosing it. I'm refusing it. And I'm refusing it like a princess, man, because I can. Um, Like really acknowledge your choice, embrace it, and like celebrate your refusal because we're so cute. We'll judge the refusal and be like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm refusing it. And you get angry and then you're angry at yourself and you're angry at the other person. But if you actually celebrate your refusal, you might... You might find that it's fun, um, and then it will, can actually be less tension between the, you and your partner. Unless you like tension, then create more of it. Um, that if you would like to get back in the sack and have more ease with your body, um, definitely checking out what's going on with you, asking yourself and asking your body questions. Um, will really contribute. If you're really having a tough time with it and you would like some assistance and facilitation, you can contact me. You can find me on the Internet at www. That's right. That's how websites start. M-I-L-I-C-A, J-E-L-E-N-I-C, milicajeleni com. And you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram under the Pleasure Zone. I now have an Instagram on... Pl- the pleasure zone I'm so excited I got that last week figured it out like a professional and uh, yeah you can find me on Facebook Instagram Twitter wherever send me an email drop me a line let's figure out what's going on with you and your body and get you back on track if that's what you so desire so I hope that all of you are going to choose to have an amazing pleasurable week with your bodies and with all of your life until next week have an amazing week